the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We don't know. It's way too soon to know how much, if any, impact a dust-up at Easton Town Center will have on business at what has been one of Columbus's premier entertainment attractions. But we have a history of this kind of thing, at least. Certainly playing a transformational role in turning a place everyone wants to go to into a place no one wants to go to, to the point where that place is no longer there. That's where we begin a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. A lot more to report on the escalating Joe Biden found top secret document scandal. And it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We celebrate the uh, civil rights leader. Uh, was assassinated at the age of 39. Uh, He was not a perfect man. No one is a perfect man. We used to just acknowledge that, quote-unquote, nobody's perfect. Now uh, we delight in demonstrating others' imperfections, and we use one person's mistakes to justify another person's mistakes because we are decidedly more politically divided now than we have ever Ben, but let's start with uh, boots on the ground crime scene here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, many of you, I would venture a guess to say 95% of you, maybe more, have been at Easton Town Center at some time since it opened, what, 15 years ago? I'm guessing. 20 maybe. Thankfully, or hopefully, you were not there last night around 9 o'clock in the main building at Easton because there was quite a fight last night. News reports estimate it involving 40 to 50 juveniles. Then there are others who say, no, it was seven or eight juveniles and 40 or 50 were standing around watching. The most noteworthy thing is that the two 17-year-old boys who were aggressively fighting uh, were each finally separated and uh, prevented from continuing to fight by police officers, Columbus police officers, great job guys and gals. And they found that each of them had a concealed, fully loaded handgun. Uh, This is an area of Easton where there's a food court, there's a theater with 30 theaters. It's a happening place, particularly in the aftermath of the pandemic. Yes, it's over. Take your mask off. They were both 17, right? 17, yes. So uh, not allowed to carry in the state of Ohio. They are both juveniles. Yeah, not allowed to own, not allowed to carry, not allowed to conceal. So triple threat. And they were taken to the Franklin County Juvenile Detention Center, I don't know if they're still there. If I had to guess, I'd say probably not. But at any rate, a very, very, very dangerous situation was avoided um, by the police arrival. And I would also have to say some degree of uh, (laughs) judgment on the part of these two. Because if you get in a fight, I mean, you could pull your gun out and shoot the other guy. 
And they did not do that. But that's a very, very, very dangerous situation. And I said, historically, this has precedent for turning a place people liked going to into a place where people don't go to, to the point that that place, City Center Mall, is no longer there. And Northland. And, and Northland. Eastland, and Eastland. And Westland. I, I count the vanishing of the uh, three original, I will say, malls in Columbus to the arrival of better malls, at least some factor. No. Uh, City Center, Polaris, uh, Tuttle. You disagree? That's violence. No, I disagree. Driven I, at all. Westland. I I grew up here, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think you were close anyway. Um, my mom worked at Northland from sixty mm-hmm. eight to eighty eight. Yeah, and this is exactly what happened to Northland Mall. Okay, you got to the point where you didn't feel safe, and you stopped going. Northland is now a Menards, I believe, or at least in that yes, general. Yes, and vicinity. the Lazarus Building is still physically there, yeah. but it's an office building for the state. Uh, Westland is, I think, still there. The last time I was by it, but it's shut down, right? Yeah. And Eastland is there, but not going to be there. It's closed. It's really closed. So So I'm not suggesting that Easton will shut down and become a wasteland and they'll bulldoze it like they did City Center Mall, but there was a December in the semi, (laughs) if this makes sense, semi-recent long ago, there was a gang-related shooting on an escalator at City Center Mall, which, trust me, having worked there in the late 80s and 90s in the uh, Hyatt office tower attached to it, it was wall-to-wall people, particularly at the holidays. And a gang shooting and a murder happened on the escalator. I don't know if the guy shooting was going up or the guy shooting was going down, but there was a a gang-related murder at City Center Mall, and it felt like the attendance at that place dropped off now and now it's a park it's not there it's gone it's gone yes which is maybe kind of sort of related to okay people's shopping habits changed in the online retail business no 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 the operative event yeah that triggered the complete demise of city center mall was people in the suburbs going wait a minute you mean if my kids go down there with their friends they're not safe you mean if I go down there and shop and listen to the Christmas carolers and the little kind of hollowed out portion by the elevators near the escalators, I'm not safe? Okay, we'll pass on that. And it was palpable. I mean, every store in there suffered right away. Yeah. So uh, this is not, as they say, good for business. Not at all. I can tell you with Northland, the last 10 years, which would have been, we'll say, 78 to 88, mm-hmm. um, my mom and her friends who worked there, their cars were parked physically behind the building, very close, and they still had to be walked out to their cars by Ooh. security at 9.30 at night because if they didn't, their purses would be – they would be purse snatched. Uh, this yeah. is part and parcel of the escalation of gang violence in the city of Columbus, juvenile crime in the city of Columbus. And speaking of not good for business, last night Kroger – on the west side, 3600 block of Soldano Boulevard. I don't know where Soldano Boulevard is. Is this the it's one cons- on West Broad? It's Consumer Square West, if that helps you. And there was Right a- there just outside 270 off Broad? It's interesting that we're talking about this because Consumer Square North had a lot of trouble in its lifetime as well. Well, uh, so, this yeah. is a very strange situation. Uh, 26-year-old Paris Royal lost his life. 
because he was shot by a security guard. Now, according to reports, the security guard became embroiled in a dispute with a female customer. The security guard at Kroger was working, being embroiled in some kind of a dispute with a female customer. During this dispute, Mr. Royal entered the store and started fighting with the security guard. I have no confirmation whether Mr. Royal and this female customer are related. He was with her. He was outside. He saw it. No idea. Those are reasonable conclusions, but I don't have any details on that from WSYX 6 or the dispatch. It's at Wilson and West Broad, so it's inside the Outer Belt. The okay. next block or okay. two inside the sure. Outer Belt. Yeah. Uh, we just had something over there at Wilson Road and and uh, and uh, West Broad. There was just a m- murder there very recently. So Mr. Royal comes in, he starts fighting with the security guard, shots are fired, Royal's wounded, they take him to a local hospital, and he dies a few hours later. No charges yet, don't know if there will be any, and uh, detectives have not even said whether the security guard fired the weapon or the other Mr. Royal grabbed the weapon and tried to fire it. We don't know, but it's not unusual for there to be a violent weekend in the city of Columbus, and that certainly was. Now, as for the president of the United States, uh, Mr. Biden yesterday was at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, where, I'm sorry, I have to throw up saying this, U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock used to be the pastor. And uh, Mr. Biden was up front and was doing what he does. He was, in the nicest way I can say it, embellishing. In the most truthful way I can say it, he was lying when he said this. Say one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 7.30 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. Uh, Andy would be uh, former U.N. Ambassador Andrew Young, who I believe also was former mayor of Atlanta. And Andrew Young has been roped into... (laughs) Joe Biden's secret service, uh, civil service, uh, civil rights, excuse me, civil rights fantasies before, uh, which we will get to as uh, the show unfolds. As uh, you know, Joe Biden is a serial, unrepentant liar. And no joke. Not a joke. That's definitely (laughs) not a joke. Had to do it. But uh, he's also a serial and, as of now, unrepentant violator of uh, federal policy on controlling classified documents he has access to. The uh, escalating, I said, scandal of Joe Biden's documents continued over the weekend. Yes, somebody said that the original small number of documents would be increasing. The more we went, and then it would go from 10 to, I said, more than 25. And I don't know if we're there yet because they still won't tell us how many was in the original trove of documents. But they're finding more, and they're drip, drip, dripping out the details. And we'll have them for you next. There are certain assumptions I make about what it must be like be a major political figure. Uh, The fame is no doubt intoxicating, uh, but you also give up that which you are elected to uphold. Freedom. You give up your freedom. 
I don't think that a vice president, a president, uh, even a cabinet member, a governor, a senator, has the freedom that you or I have. Just step out, get in your car, go somewhere. No, we live in a dangerous time. We live in a politically partisan time. I don't know if J.D. Vance can come home to Ohio and just get in his car and go out to dinner with his wife and his kids. Probably not. You'd probably get bothered. I know if you're the vice president of the United States, you can't do that because you have the Secret Service around all the time. So I make certain assumptions about what that must bring into your life. And one of the assumptions that I make is that if anybody is dropping by, like imagine you're elected vice president of the United States, but still you got your buddies from high school, you got your buddies from wherever state you're from, right? I mean, Joe Biden, he's a popular guy in Delaware and probably got a lot of friends besides Corn Pop from his high school lifeguard days where they were rubbing the fuzzy blonde hair on his legs, having a high old time. Um, I'm just going to assume that there's a record of everybody who comes to see you when you are vice president of the United States. Would you make that same assumption? Well, the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee made that same assumption, and they requested over the weekend the visitor logs to Joe Biden's house in Delaware. Now, why? Are they being nosy? No. I think they are being... um, engaged in an endeavor that requires them to dot every I and cross every T because guess what? We have more documents over the weekend. Funny how they find the documents over the weekend when you're engaged in watching playoff football or something like that. Speaking of football, by the way, Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud has just announced on social media that he is entering the NFL draft, which is the worst kept secret in Columbus. He would have been really dumb. Not to do that, because he will be one of the top five picks in the NFL draft, and he will make generational money, even with the reduction in what first-round draft picks make compared to what they used to make. But back to Joe Biden and his many Delaware lavish homes. While he was vice president, the documents somehow in the aftermath of him being vice president wound up at his house, because... We had on January the 9th news breaking of classified documents found in the Biden Global Money Laundering Center in Washington, D.C. I don't think that's the official title. That's the that's the actual working title for what they were doing. (laughs) So they found the documents in November, November 2nd, to be exact, six days before the midterm elections. We found out about it in January, even though they notified the National Archives right away, National Archives didn't tell anybody, shh, midterm midterm election's coming. They didn't notify anybody. So January the 9th, CBS somehow got wind of it. CBS asked about it, and they decided they would disclose it. Then on January the 11th, which I believe was Wednesday, they announced they had found one more document. Uh, And it was found by Joe Biden's personal attorney. Does he have a high security clearance? Why is he looking for documents? Anyway, he found one in the glove box of the Corvette, I presume, or at least around the Corvette. Then on the 12th, which I think was Thursday, uh, the attorney says he'd found five more documents in Joe Biden's Delaware home. And then on Saturday... That same attorney, man, he, 
Next time I lose my keys, I want this guy on the case. He's finding documents all over the place. (laughs) On Saturday, he announced that they had found more documents. Not on Saturday. I know that's what you were thinking. Ah, little fake-a-rooney here. They had found more documents on Thursday. They announced on Saturday that they had found more documents than they had announced on Thursday. I, like you, cast an upward eyebrow at the apparent, parenthetically obvious, lack of transparency here from a president who on his first day promised he would be the most transparent president ever. Well, I guess in one regard he is because I can see right through his lies. That, I guess, makes him transparent. Not in the way I anticipated, though. So they found more and more and more and more documents. And now, since they're finding all these documents at his Delaware home, the guys on the House Oversight Committee say, well, if there were documents in the home, and we don't want those documents to fall into the hands of people who don't have a top-secret security clearance, if Joe Biden's not allowed to have them, the pool boy or the plumber or Hunter Biden's crack-addled friends or hookers, How many people were in and out of that house where those documents were? I mean, we know that Hunter cavorted with Ukrainian hookers, right? Probably wouldn't be a great idea for those documents to fall into the hands of or have a photograph taken on their phone by Ukrainian hookers while Hunter's coked out in a bedroom somewhere that he apparently was paying his old man $50,000 a month to rent. Parents, if you think it's a good idea to engage in charging your high school graduate rent for living at home and you insist on a modest amount like $200 and they push back on it, remind them that Hunter Biden was paying fifty grand a month to bunk and do other things at Joe Biden's Delaware home. <laughs> so obviously, this is not... Tight security. And so James Comer, Jim Jordan, and others said, you know, we'd like to see the visitor logs for that Delaware Beach home. So this was request was made over the weekend. And this morning, this morning, the White House responded to that request by saying, wouldn't you know, there are no visitor logs for that home. So I was wrong in my assessment. That if you're the vice president of the United States, people can just willy-nilly come and go. Even while the Secret Service is standing there. What about the Secret Service? Maybe they got a log, right? I mean, because I assume you can't just walk by two guys in a black suit and sunglasses standing at the front door. Wouldn't they say, hey, who are you? And you would say, I'm the pool boy. Wouldn't they write that on a piece of paper? Document that? Apparently, no. The Secret Service says they don't have a visitor log either. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.